still speaking on, we're not going to be long, we're speaking on custodians of glory and today we're going to speak of, or we're going to speak on rather, the glory versus chaos. And we might com- continue next week. If there's any of the mothers that are struggling with the children, you may go to the room there at the back where the Sunday school sits. Amen. Amen. John 16 verse 33. John 16 verse 33. I just put the verses. I did not put any notes. So when I go long, it's because of lack of notes. When I'm too short, it's also lack of notes. Either way, I'm covered. We've got such a lot of gifts in the house. You know, when, when, when Joquan and David and, and the Sunday school came up, um, I was so blessed to know that we so many gifts in the house. I'm going to say something now that I haven't discussed with the guys here, the leadership and so forth. I think we should arrange a talent and gift evening. Yeah. We just come and fellowship around the gifts and also then encourage people to follow their gifts. Amen. So I think by next week, we'll have an announcement. We'll sort it out in a week between us. It will be nice. It's not a big thing. We're not going to get TV cameras or stuff, but we're just going to celebrate one another. I think it is prudent that we do it in the house of the Lord. Churches nowadays don't give platforms our own, and when our children go outside, like, yeah, he's, he's in the courts of the world, but like the church were too religious to give a space for, for kids. For me, it's as long as you glorify God with your gift. Amen? Let's go. And please don't do those funny things where you sing songs about the B with this and the F with that, and when you get the Grammy, you say, I want to thank God. And God is like, oh, Mumuni, thank me. I feel don't thank me. These things, this is what Jesus, and remember we spoke on custodians, or we're speaking on custodians of the glory. Right? Because we, we cannot just speak of the nice things. And next week we'll go further in, into how we contribute to chaos in our lives, even when glory is our portion. But I'm just laying a foundation now. So this is, what, this is what Jesus said. Jesus said to them, These things I have spoken unto you that you might have peace. Now what is peace? We know that peace is something that is not just on the outside. Right? Uh, on the outside. Peace is something primarily that should be on the inside. And that's why when we pray and worship and we break some stuff over people, it's because sometimes you can sense that pe- some people don't have peace in their life. We make it a, a, a funny comment where we say, oh, when I have peace, you don't have peace. But really the peace of God is in very few of his children. There are people that, and I'm not kidding you, there are people that are sitting in the house of God, smiling, worshipping, even jabulahing, but there's no peace on the inside. Because one of the things that the presence of God brings is not just speaking in tongues and dulcy, sounding nice and religious, it is the peace of God. Now, what is the peace of God? The peace of God is not that God silences the storms only on the outside, but primarily the ones on the inside. There are storms that are so, so wicked. And the desire of Satan to create storms on the outside is so that he can get in to create the storm on the inside of you. Whilst the peace of God is in you, Tino, there's no storm on the outside that can move you. But once it gets in you, that's where the danger starts. Genesis 1 verse 2, not Genesis 1 verse 1, Genesis 1 verse 2. And there was chaos in the Spirit of God. That is basically paraphrasing, meaning that there were no peace when God came onto the scene. 
The only thing that could tell us that God is about to work is when it says, and the Spirit of God was moving on the waters, meaning that something is about to happen, but it has not happened yet. And that's why chaos seemed to reign. We have to understand that Jesus said that you might have peace in this world. When he spoke of the world, he spoke of this world we're living in that is fallen with all its systems that give in to chaos. We have to understand that this world will be full of trouble. Jesus did not say there might be said you shall, meaning that it's a certainty that you will have tribulation. Who did he say this to? To sinners. Did he say it at, at, at the wedding? No, he said it one-on-one -on -one to whom? To believers. He did not say this. And many times we preach to people that everything will go well. And that's why people build within them an expectation that things will go well. So as soon as things go a bit off kilter, people start questioning God. It is not God. It is the teaching we've been giving people. But once we teach people that the peace I give you, shalom. Shalom there does not mean absence of war. It means the presence of God. Come on, guys. Jehovah Shalom, it means that you are so immovable in the midst of things that are shaking. It is like a scale 9 on the Richter scale, level 9 earthquake. Around, but inside, there's complete peace. You know what the hurricane is? You know that the hurricane, they call it the eye of the storm. What is an eye of a storm, Pastor Vicky? On the outside, you may have winds that go for 400 kilo kilometers minimum at its worst. But in the middle of that storm, it is peace. It is like everything around you, Pastor Brian, is falling. The, the cars are breaking. You and your wife are fighting, God forbid. But stuff, I'm just making an example. And your kids get sick. Things are not going well. They are calling you. When are you going to pay us? But on the inside... And people will wonder, how is it when we see a hurricane, there's still peace. You're not losing your mind. You're not going to find ways. It, God is, and this peace that God gives is the one that people chase after in the wrong places. I spoke to someone last week and I asked this person, why is it that it seems like you're at every party? Because this person asked for advice and I'm like, but... You don't need advice or more prayers. You need to take the first advice because it's going to be the same and apply it. And this person says, you know what? When I go and indulge in these things, it gives me peace to sleep at night. So there are counterfeit ways of people getting peace in this fallen world. Jesus said this world is the same as Genesis 1 verse 2. The difference is the people that have my glory will not. He says, you I came with the words I spoken to you that you may have peace. So what you have said last week, what Brother Greg's, what Pastor Vicky, everybody that preaches but preaches the word of God is to ultimately give us this. His kingdom is a kingdom of peace. So we can't speak of I'm walking with the glory of God over me and in me when we know inside there's no peace. The kingdom of God is one of peace. If your house, there's always quarrels and fight. Sit still and be honest with yourself that the glory of God has departed from my house because there's no way where the glory of God can be on your house but always sees anything but peace. Because I will not lie to you. If Jesus said you will have troubles, I will not be those pastors that look for money and say, if you come in so nothing will happen. No, there's times where things just start falling apart. 
I got saved and within three months, three, four months, people that know me know I lost almost everything. I remarked something with Pastor Vicky, he forgot about it. There was a day where you know, things were so bad. Mom got a stroke, lost my job, our lives were switched off that I was literally walking. Last night I preached at youth. People came to the Lord. The next day I was looking to sell my phone to just buy food. And the enemy was like, yeah, teacher of the word. He did not do all those things to shame me. He was looking for a way in. So if I just spoke something with my mouth that is contrary to the word, he would have been in. Strip me of the peace. At your workplace, people are rubbing you up the wrong way. You will have tribulation. My in-laws hate me. Sometimes you are the one causing this. He says, you shall, because when we go further into custodians of glory, you need to understand that this is chaos. And it shall come. But it should meet that. Jesus said, but be of good cheer, for I have overcome the world. That's critical to know. He did not say, I killed the world. It says, it's still alive. Come on, guys. Overcoming the world does not mean the world system and corruption does not exist anymore. It means it's somewhere functioning and it will only overpower those that have not overcome and are in me. Because there's a time where this world will pass away. But he says, until then, this will happen. The rent is 19 point something now to the dollar. Can you guess what's going to happen in our economy? That's, that's nothing. You know that we staved off a war with USA. And God has been telling us this from when? Last year. Prepare. Stuff are coming. Prepare. Let me shock you. Okay, next verse, I believe Isaiah 6, verses 1 to 3. Are we learning something? This is a verse that we've been giving teachings over and over, so I'm not going to rush. I'm not going to stay too long on this. But it says, in the year or the season that there was chaos in Israel. This is basically what it says. In the year when the king died, chaos, tribulation, I saw the Lord high and lifted up, on his throne high and lifted up. What does this mean? It means that people that have the are custodians of glory, in the same season when South Africa is panicking, they will be at peace. Why? They see this. At any given time, you either see the king dying, meaning chaos, or you see the Lord high and lifted up. Any single time in your life, there's one of these two that you see. But let's continue. Above it stood the seraphims. Each one had six wings. With two, they, with, they covered their face. With two, they covered their feet. And with other two, they flew. This is what it says. And it says, and one cried to the other, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of what? His glory. Now, when you look at the first verse, it says the king died. Is that glory? It speaks of a country that did not know what should happen next. So, the struggles on the outside, when you go and study this, historically, the people went into deep depression. Why? The one who represented the victory of God, the king, died. So now the tribulation or the chaos of the prevailing atmosphere came in them. Come on, guys. But only someone that had the glory of God in him could see this. 
But now deeper than this, it says the whole earth is full of His glory. Where was this glory when the whole earth was in tribulation? We need to look at it that way. Where is the glory of God when it seems my situation is out of place? Now we know that the glory then is not just an atmosphere of niceties and comfort. It must be carried by something. Come on, guys. There was one man in Israel that was exposed to the glory of God when the whole nation was exposed to tribulation. It's on Psalm. Let me show you who the, where this glory is. It says, one cried to the other, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of his glory. The whole earth, the whole earth. See this. Yet at some pockets, things are out of place. So where is this glory? Isaiah 60 verses 1 and 2. We're almost done. Isaiah 60 verses 1 and 2. It says, arise and shine. This speaks of intentionally rising. This is a, a verb. It's action. Shine means to exude light. That's also, it does not mean reflect passively. It says, arise and shine. Meaning it's a verb. I want to shine. I'm making my mind up. I'm not just going to reflect. I'm going to exude it from the inside. And the glory of the Lord is risen upon you. Where's the glory? On you. It's on some guys. Right. Check now. God lifts you up. Glory of the Lord is on you. And the next one, he says, yeah, but the trouble are coming. It says, for behold, darkness shall cover the earth. What is darkness? It is the kingdom of chaos that is run by Lucifer. We together. It says darkness. It does not mean the sun will stop shining. The sun was shining, but spiritually, darkness is coming. And grows darkness, the people. In this world, you what? Shall have tribulation. For behold, darkness shall cover the earth. Certainty. There's another certainty that runs parallel with it, Pastor Brian. It says, in gross darkness of people, but, whenever you say but, or nevertheless, it means it nullifies the sentence or statement that goes before. It says, however, Oxalayo, we see that darkness are coming, only thing will happen, but... The Lord shall rise upon thee and his glory shall be on you. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord. Come here quickly, the four of you, quickly. Let me show you something. Come here. David, come here quickly. Yeah. And though glory in the past, Brian, four evil flew. Glory, glory, glory. Check this. I just want to show you guys something. Isaiah, you are King Uzziah, right? You die, right? Go and sit somewhere. Yeah, sit somewhere. Check this, check this. The king dies. The people panic. Oh, all your wives, and you represent the nation of Israel. You panic because your king passed away. He's in the same country at the same time getting the news the same time that the king has died. Obviously, it will bring shock. However, because of the glory of God over him as a servant of, of God, he sees what no one else sees. And I saw the Lord high and lifted up sitting on his throne. Right? Does it make sense? Now, we come here. 
For behold, darkness shall cover the earth and gross darkness the people. Let's say he represents darkness. And gross darkness the people. But the Lord shall rise upon thee and his glory shall be on you. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord. Now let's say in a new scene, the earth is full of his glory. Full of his glory. Full of his glory. Full of his glory, right? But others, let's say you are the others, you see darkness. The angels in Isaiah 6 says, holy is the Lord because they go around the throne and they see different facets of his glory. And they cry, not the throne room. It's full of glory. Come on, guys. It says the whole earth, a corrupt place. How is it corrupt and full at the same time? Because the custodians of glory dwells in the earth. We, 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 we need to get this, guys. We need to get this. Why you are saved? In your family may be darkness. But then God looks at your family, sees a point of glory. They can spread. Jesus said in John 17, the glory you gave me, I gave them. Not I'm going to give them. Charles speaks of it shall come. Jesus said, I gave them. Past tense. It's done. Does it make sense? So now when the angel said, the whole earth is full of his glory, it's not just atmosphere. It is people who walk with God, who has the glory in them. So now just picture this. This is earth. Darkness and all of those things. It's epidemics. It's stage nine. It's whatever. The glory the Father gave to Jesus. Touch here. The glory is there now. The glory is there. The glory is here. The glory is here. The glory is in me. The glory to people who accept the word. Because it says the words that were spoken is to give you peace. Not to stop the trouble. To give you peace. And by getting peace, it speaks of I have the glory of God. Not falling in church and, and coming up again and next week falling. No, it is walking over darkness. Does it make sense? When it says the whole earth, brother Gregs, is full of the glory of the Lord. It says for behold. Now check this. There is a chance that South Africa will be pulled either by Russia and China or the other side. Either way, we're going to end up having to make a choice. And it's going to cost us. Either way. Check this. For behold, darkness shall cover the earth. There's a war that is brewing, guys. And darkness the people. But the Lord shall arise where upon you and his glory shall be seen on you. When you go on, it says, and the people shall come to your light. Now we understand that we have told people, come to the glory, come. And people don't see glory, they see church people. But once we walk in the glory, the glory will pull David. People now will run to churches. Why? Because the glory pulls. Why does it pull? Let us make men in our image. And likeness. Now people will see who they were supposed to be because they see it exuding from you. Arise and shine. Darkness shall cover. It's fine. But the glory that God gives is way stronger than the darkness. It is not us speaking just nice words. I'm too blessed to be stressed. It's knowing 
know how powerful the glory of God is? You walk into in places and atmosphere change, not you shouting and you walk in. It submits. Glory. You come from a kingdom of peace. You don't negotiate with demons. Only people that don't know themselves will do funny prayers. People will come to your glory, depressed. They go to the glory. They run. Addicted, they go. As they come into this atmosphere of glory, the addiction cannot go in. That is what custodians of glory, that automatically what looks like heaven becomes our portion because the glory does the job, not you. It says your glory shall be seen over you. It shall be seen and it will draw princes. People, then the church will stop begging princes. Going with forms of donation forms. People will be moved to give to the house of God. Why? Like Solomon said, Oh no, we've got enough because people just could sense the glory was coming. Once we get this, it will be the last time you send out a CV. Because emails will chase you. That is goodness and mercy shall... Guys, things will chase you to a point where you say, God, I'm embarrassed by your blessings. I'm not lifting, I'm not coaching you. No, 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 I'm telling you the truth. They will come. Not this thing where we, and I'm saying this with, thank you guys, I'm saying this with a lot of respect. I love politics, I counsel a lot of them, and, and whatever. This is what I'm saying. To change our, our conditions, Tino, and I'm saying this with a lot of respect, we don't have to go and sell ourselves out to political parties. They will come to you. We see there's a light in you that we don't understand. Come give us wisdom. Schools will come to you. There's something about you we don't understand. You'll get invites to go and speak at places and may God give you wisdom. Don't decline things just because it doesn't look like it. Go with the glory. And there's places that looks like there's the glory where the Holy Spirit says don't go. You are carriers of glory. The darkness that will come is sure, but so is the glory. It says, the Lord shall arise on you. And his glory shall be seen on you. Shekinah glory. Then we won't have to hype people up in services and sing 10,000 songs. No. How many of us will not move when the young people were performing? That you'll do the most simple things. But because of the glories on you, the presence of God will fall. You'll do presentations at work and people will just afterwards... Hey man, I'm dealing with this. You did not even speak of depression or divorce and people will come. Why? They cannot articulate it. But they know there's glory here. They know there's wisdom here. They know there's direction here. So they will come and like, sis, I'm going through one, two, three, four. Then you don't walk with like, yeah, because he bores in the office. The glory will lift. Are we learning something? So that is the antidote for chaos, is the glory. The antidote for chaos is what? The glory. 2 Corinthians 4 verses 6 and 9. We will continue next week with the rest. 2 Corinthians 4 verses 6 and 9. We're going a bit further. 
So let me rush through this. We've done this for the last three weeks. For God who commanded the light to shine out of darkness. Now you see how all of this are, they are braiding into one another. Light and darkness. We know what light is, we know what darkness is, right? And for people that have been here with us for the last five years, we've been speaking of light and darkness. But God commanded the kingdom, his kingdom, to show out of the life that you love. This is basically what it means. To shine in our hearts and give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face. I pray that all of you get this. The light of the knowledge of the glory of God. But let's continue. But we have this treasure in earthen vessels. We studied it. That the excellency of the power may be of God and not of us. We have this treasure where? In us. Check this. Now this verse makes sense. In this world you will have many trouble. But I've overcome the world. I've given you this word to give you what? Peace. What is peace? Peace is that I'm stable on the inside and it reflects on the outside. That is peace. Right? Now we know. Now we can say this verse with confidence now that we understand why. We are not... Check. We are troubled on every side. This every side is your rent, it's your finance, it's your husband, it's your wife, it's your boss. We are troubled on every side. Yet not distressed. What is the stress? The one speaks of outside. The other one speaks of inside. We are perplexed, but not in despair. What is despair? That you become so desperate that you look for alternative sources of glory. Persecuted, but not forsaken. Cast down, but not destroyed. What stops us then from getting this? Verse 8 and 9, Pastor Brian, as our portion. is because of what's in us. Is the word in you? Peace is your portion. If you react in a way that's carnal, don't lie because you know all the verses in the Bible. The word is not in you. How do we know the word is in you? Your response. Stand here quickly, Pastor Brian. Look for Matthew 4 because it speaks of the same thing, the temptation of Jesus. Today I'm Lucifer. There's Jesus fasting, right? And when Jesus fasted, it's not the fasting that we do. Where you get a slight headache, no ear, you pass them, you work. My grandmother's song. Check this. So Lucifer sees Jesus. Why? Because when he fasted, there's an intensity in the atmosphere that he could not ignore. Right? So he's fasting and it draws the attention of the heavenlies, evil and good. He comes. And he's looking for a way in. He tempts him with hunger, tempts him with power, with all these things. Right? He was checking if anything that Jesus had been saying is really who he is. Come on, guys. Every temptation, it's not so much... To get you to do this, the sun. It is to check if you are who you say you are. Because if the world calls and world is in you, world will respond. Deep calls unto deep. If flesh calls, when I used to drink, because even if someone came with the worst plan ever, as long as there's going to be alcohol, why? It was in me. 
even if, as I was walking on my way to the place, knowing I was busy with nonsense, this desire, my true nature then, was not here, was here. Here I would say, no, but Tommy, this is wrong, this is wrong, this is wrong. Cognitively, consciously, I would know it's wrong. But spiritually, I'm bound by this thing. We are led away by our own desires. No glory in me. So there's nothing that could resist him. Not my intellect, not my smartness, not my years in the church, nothing. The only thing that can resist Satan is the glory. Go back. So what he wanted to do with Jesus was, I give you the kingdoms that does not carry any much power in the spirit anyway, so that they can get you as the son of God to bow to me. He's ultimately not after the things he can give you. He's ultimately after the inside. And he looked. And every time Jesus could respond, why? This word that I've given you is to give you peace. So the word himself responded with the word. Did not argue with Satan. When Satan came with word, he gave him a scripture that nullified what he said. Am I lying? Tell these stones to become bread. Knowing that Jesus physically was hungry because he fasted for 40 days. Did he say, no, you know I can do it, Satan. Why? Once you start arguing from your ear. So Jesus was smart enough to just give the word. He could have said, no, you know I can do it, Satan. You were there in heaven with me. What's wrong with you? And Satan, ah, I've got him. Then the whole afternoon they would have gone and gone and gone and gone. And Jesus maybe would have gotten angry and Satan would be in him. But he responded with a word. He resisted with the word. Bow in all these kingdoms. And he says, it is written, you shall not bow if any other gods except God. He did not say, Satan, you know I'm going to hang and I'm going to get all these things. He just responded with the word. Our thing is we want to respond with experience. And Satan was here and he left. And God sent. But this is what Jesus prayed. He said, the prince of this world came, found nothing. Where? Because I've got this treasure in Come on, guys. I've got this treasure in. Jesus was pushed to the maximum of almost this. The verse before this, quickly. It says, we are troubled on every side. In Gethsemane, what happened was the demonic attacks on him. On every side. And because he had a physical body, the flesh does not please the spirit. They tried. That Jesus came to a point where he said, Father, this cup is bitter. We all reached that point. But he said, but, nevertheless, not my will. Because the moment he got a body, he got a will. Not my will. Your will. And Satan could do nothing. It is when you are pushed to the ultimate, the response will tell us if we have the glory or not. It is when you look, I always make this practical examples. It's when you look at your salary after everything is gone, of you sitting with 236 rand. Don't know where you're going to get petrol, all these things. You don't know, thank you sir, you don't know where you're going to fix the things in your house that you want to fix because when you look at the amounts, things don't make sense. But then you remember, I'm the God who sees you. Father, don't you care that I perish? I see you, Brian. I see you. Sometimes it feels like I come through on the 11th hour. I see you. 
And that seeing is not just I see you that you exist. No, it means everything about you I'm interested in. There's no food. I will prepare a ravens. And that's why it seems like a miracle when out of the blue you just get finance. No. Check prior to the blessing coming through. What was your posture? You were forced on your knees and you glorified him. Father, whether we have or not, you remain my king. Satan loses again. And in heaven, what happens after Jesus resisted Satan? It says God sent angels. That's why angels are released. When you pass the test of showing the glory, you will not always feel lacquer. The glory is not dependent on your emotions. We are troubled in on every side. With us, you find you pray for someone, they send you a message, Pastor, my mother is well, the doctor said nothing, you feel so good, and then an hour later, the car breaks down, like, Yera, Father, this car is troubling me on every side. Father, this Wi-Fi. Some of us lose our, our position in Christ because the Wi-Fi is slow. And the devil is like, sometimes the demon is like, should I go and attack Pastor Brian? Should I come and give him? I'm like, ah, no, just make the Wi-Fi slow. This one is easy. But am I lying though? How many times have you not come this close to swearing at something that is... And then afterwards like, nah, man. So when we speak of custodians of glory, we'll know that it's not about the place. It's about the person. Chantel, it's not where you worship. It's who you are. It's who he is. It's who he is. There was a time, I'm not going to lie, until recently where I felt, no man, I'm not a good pastor. I'm not going to pray at the mountains. And then the Holy Spirit like, hey, stupid. John 4 verse 24. There will no longer be times where it says, go and pray on this mountain or that mountain. But only people with glory knows that. People that don't have the glory do funny things to, to show that they have the glory. The glory is silent but powerful. If you have to tell me that you have the glory, you don't have it. Lastly, and we're done. See, we're not long. I know most of you still need to go and cook to all those things. At any given time, your decisions are determined by what's in you. It's either the word or the world. And how we know that is your response when the word calls or when the world calls. The one you run after the quickest Show us whether it's your own glory or his glory. Troubled on every side and all these things. But nothing happens to us, Pastor Brian. Why not? We have this treasure in earthen vessels. And when Isaiah said that your light is coming, thick darkness will cover the people. His glory will be your portion. Even when it doesn't seem like it, his glory will be your portion. Let's stand.